Todd Bowl. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access. I am joined by Ali Marpet. Ali, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm sorry you drew the short straw after a game like that. No, you know, I think it's it's been so long since I've, we've done this, right? It's true. It's true. And that's why I knew a pro like you who has extensive radio experience would just be the perfect person. Oh, I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm fired up for this. I can handle this. All right. So we're gonna, we, we have to talk about the game a little bit, but then I know we're going to get into just some fun stuff and uh, talking all things Ali Marpet. But to begin here with, um, I know... Coming off the bye week, I'm sure the attitude was that you guys knew you were going to fix the things that had gone wrong before. It felt like last year that it's what had gone on. And um, then it felt like exactly similar storylines in terms of things like penalties and turnovers. What did you feel like the week of practice leading up to it, how had things felt different? And then what seemed to go wrong when it came time for the game itself? Yeah, it's tough to say. So I think that for me, I've always sort of tried to stay uh, process focused and I felt the preparation throughout the week had been pretty good I'm not sure what BA said uh, the media or whatever I don't know what he said but I, I, he, he said it was a great yeah, week of practice yeah exactly so I, I totally agree with that and so there's there was a disconnect obviously which is always frustrating <clears throat> so you just have to I don't know process the, take a harder look um, to see how things could go so differently from preparation to game. Um, that, at the end of the day, sometimes things happen, right? Like ball bounces weird ways. You know, there's these miscommunications that sometimes they're, they're happen, and there's uh, penalties that happen when you're just playing football, right? Like your penalties yep. happen. Yep. You're, you're putting your best out there, and sometimes you're in a bad position, and you know you get got. Yeah. So um, it yeah. did feel like the offense did get to a place first half versus second half where it started clicking a little bit more you guys were able to come back at least some did it did it feel different at any point to you out there during the game or did it feel like you guys never really hit the stride yeah I do think that there was a rhythm there for a little bit and the thing is we know what we're capable of right I mean like we've done it in previous weeks so uh I don't know what it is to get that going but uh when we're going, we're really good. So it's just uh, <laughs> to keep that going for a little bit longer than obviously we did. Yeah, and when, when there are some interceptions and turnovers uh, early, does it feel like that affects the momentum? And and how, how does that affect you guys out there when those things happen, especially early in a game? You know what's unique is that those, you know, so yeah, interceptions, penalties, all those things that happen early on, uh, they it's hard to fight through that right um but i think that there really is a confidence that we can execute at a high level so even despite those uh missteps i feel like there's times where we feel like we can actually still get it done and still feel pretty confident in ourselves and that's pretty special uh to have a team that's able to do that because it's hard to overcome turnovers like that's the number one predictor for winning and losing Mm -hmm. and to have the confidence that we can still fight through and still uh, do a good job despite those is, speaks to, I think, the ability that we have. Yeah, and I know the defense, I mean, five sacks, um, you know, they were definitely 
there were some key stops they got even on short fields to kind of hold the field goals at times. And what, what was it like to watch, you know, you, you go against these guys and practice a lot, but to watch um, them get in there and get to Heineke so many times and, and some of those bigger plays that they had in the game, at least some of those bright spots and, and especially five sacks, highest of the season so far for them. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, talk about bringing energy and enthusiasm. It's, we, as an offensive lineman, we're watching it. We'll point out to each other, oh, you see Will there, you yeah. see Sue there, yeah. you see Vita. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, and you kind of just feel bad for the opposing offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And I, I know we, we still don't have necessarily the update on uh, Vita and his injury yet, but I know that's got to be anytime you see a teammate go down. Um, but what, what does it mean when it was Vita and to have watched you know, him come back last year and his play so far this year of just, again, a guy that you know how hard he is to go against. I wish people could see the look on your face right I, yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a grind. Yeah, what, is, what does he mean to this, this defense and this team and as someone who would have maybe the most expert opinion on that? Gosh, one thing that I think goes, I don't know if unnoticed or unsaid, but what's so unique about Vita is you don't usually have guys that are his size, his ability in the run game, uh, and play the hot, the percentage of snaps that, that, that he does, right? So like he's efficient. Uh, usually the guys his size are playing, I don't know, 30 snaps, probably mm-hmm. half the snaps that he's playing. Yeah. So he really is a, a special player. Like There's not a whole lot of guys that you can compare him to. And uh, the fact that he can still rush the pass or disrupt the pocket, is, and, and you see him on these run plays just standing up, oh, lineman, it's awesome. So yeah, he's definitely a special player. What, explain to us what it is like to go against him. Like, what goes through your mind? What does it feel like physically to those of us who will never understand and would never want to understand? So I guess yeah, yeah. Think if so, if you're if you're run blocking, right? Uh, think about if you're trying, Casey, if you're trying to push a brick wall. Yeah. So that that, and then if you're pass blocking, think like F one fifty is running at you. <laughs> So those are your two options. Uh, Sounds great. So sit, sit on that. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're trying to push it, I mean, not going anywhere. Do you? So where would Vita rank in terms of toughest people you've had to face? Whether I mean in practice or in games, where where would he stand on that? Uh, he, I mean, he, again, he, I've said he's such a unique player. It's like it's hard to compare him to any anybody else. I mean, he's one of the—he's got to be one of the best interior guys in the NFL, and I don't know if he gets that recognition or not. But I think guys that play him know that at yeah. least. I just know—I I can imagine being an offensive line lineman and, and film every uh, playing playing us this week. Be like, oh gosh, like watching Vita just lock dudes out. <laughs> he just out might and, have to be sick this yeah, Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Another bright spot of the game: Mike Evans uh, tied Mike Allstott's franchise record for touchdowns, a record that a lot of people thought would stand for a very long time. It has stood for a long time, but that was a record that looked incredible. 71 touchdowns as part of the Buccaneers. Those two might be the most likable people in Tampa <laughs> Bay, right? Like they, not only not only do they have that record, but separate from that just touchdown. The most likable just, people. Just great guys, yeah, right? Like that's I, so true. So good for them. Look at, good for Mike. Yeah. Obviously. So what was that like to hear that, that a guy like that, that, and you've gotten to see almost all of them. I mean, he came here a little bit before you, yeah. uh, but for the most part, you've, you've been here for a lot of them. You've blocked for, yeah. for a lot of them. And, and to hear about a stat like that and, and for a guy like Mike. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, to be so consistently good, those two things. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And again, talk about the recognition. I mean, he just deserves all of it. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, teams have to change up the, how they're gonna play us because of him, right? So the game record, the truest sense, but like consistently very, very good. And 
uh, is obviously a huge asset for us and has been for a long time. <laughs> We're talking offensive lineman Ali Marpet, and to look at uh, the O-line so far this year and what you guys have been able to do. What would you say have been some of your biggest strengths, the areas that you guys are still working on as we're just past the midway point now as you kind of look at a little over the first half, what are some of the big things that stand out about the O-line overall? I can talk about things we want to improve on. I mean, always the run game for us, right? Uh, getting movement in the run game, making it super easy for the running backs to do their job, I think uh, is something we can improve on and pass pro obviously we don't want to ever, anyone ever touch tom and we, we have such high expectations for ourselves so i don't think we've we ever really feel satisfied especially uh after yesterday yeah and the the run game overall there there have definitely been some games where you guys have gotten a lot of production and even you know not just from the run game but getting the running backs involved even in the past game and uh just getting guys like fournette a lot of yards from scrimmage um, so what, is, what has it felt like in the games where it has been exactly, you know, what you guys have wanted? What, is, what has been the key to that? Yeah, I think good rhythm, right? So I think uh, uh, when you're not turning the ball over, you don't have penalties, you can stay in a nice rhythm. And uh, we weren't really able to get into a rhythm on Sunday. So I think that, that, that's a big difference. Do you guys feel like you have been better at the run or the pass game this year? Gosh. I think I think our run game has helped set up the pass game, right? I mean, it's, it's the the amount of play action and things that we're able to do. I think is special because uh, you have to honor the run game to a certain extent. Do you prefer one or the other to run block or pass block? Because I feel like we always hear that offensive linemen are supposed to love the run game. That that's yes. like how you guys are hardwired to perform, is that accurate or is that just one of those stereotypical things? No, that absolutely holds up. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'd say that on Monday, you're going to feel it. <laughs> uh, but at So if I ask you the question on Sundays versus Mondays, it might be a different answer. <laughs> yeah, I think, but I think the, uh, the soreness is almost validation of a job well done. So I think I'd still take that. I'd still take that. Which is so funny. I, that is such a statement about just who you guys are as offensive linemen of like, oh, I, I'm in pain. Therefore, I, I did my job well and it was fun. Yeah, you don't want to look too much into it, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys have a little bit of a screw loose occasionally, I feel uh, like. You're like, we, we don't must. want any glory. We are only going to get our names called when we've done something wrong. And we're just going to be moving brick walls and F-150s like Vita Vea. And this is what I've signed up for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's an enjoyment in the fight. And we love the struggle. I love the, love the fight. Um, um, it makes the, the winning all that better, right? Yeah, that's, that's so true. So what do you think is the, the message now for this remainder of the, se- the regular season and you know what? What is it that either Bruce has been communicating after the game or in meetings overall that you know even a guy like you that is a, a leader on this team, the the big message to ensure that you guys still end up, you know, there's still a lot of football to be played in the regular season that you end up where you guys know you can and should be. Yeah, so I think to keep the confidence right, that's important because we had we do have that, and to stay process focused, right? So throughout the week, all you can do is try and prepare the best way that you can, and then hopefully Sunday there's a good product. So I think that we continue to do that and I think it'll work out for us. All right. We are going to have more here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Allie Marpet brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. I am joined by offensive lineman Allie Marpet and Allie, of course, 
when I have you in here, we got we to gotta talk about Donovan. First of all, we very rarely get a chance where it's like not the two of you together. Whenever we've done these shows, it was usually all three of us. So now I get to let you talk about him without him being here. We couldn't get him in on the on the show? Yeah, but yeah the call-in just wasn't quite working. I'll, I'll give him a chance to rebuttal on another yeah. show later. Has he done this? Has he done Not this year. year? Okay. Not this okay. year. So yeah, so I can always, depending on what you say about him, there's always right. a chance I could let him come Perfect. on and have a rebuttal later in the year. Um, but man, this is now seventh season uh, playing here with him. You haven't always played exactly next to him since you moved around for a little bit there, but the vast majority of the time, right. you guys have been the little left left side hangout crew over there. The so, left side that could. Yeah, the, le- <laughs> the left side that could. Yeah. Which So first of all, what has it been like to get a chance to play alongside him for seven years? And, and I mean, that is so rare in the NFL as an offensive lineman to have a partner like that for so long that's playing right next to you for the chemistry purposes. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not trying to throw Donnie on. Donnie's a, let me just start by saying Donnie's <laughs> a phenomenal football player, right? Like, is able to play at such a high level. Now the trash talking. <laughs> yeah, he's like, now that I've said the nice things. Now, no, I'll preface that with that. Now the um, brotherly love uh, comes out. I'm, I'm going to have this person remain anonymous, but someone in the line room is like, dude, how do you play next to him? Like, he's just a, he's just a wild card out there. <laughs> like, sometimes he's doing this, sometimes he's doing that. And I think that uh, with Donnie, there's just like, an unsaid feel that like I know what's happening like I know what he's thinking (laughs) it's kind of sick but like I know like how he's gonna play certain things and I think that makes uh that helps a lot honestly because yeah that's amazing play fast yeah so this actually was even a perfect way that you said it because um when I was talking to your offensive line coach Joe Gilbert he described the tackle guard duo as like a marriage which made me laugh a lot and immediately of course think of you and donovan and think what a delightful odd couple um marriage situation this is so um how how would you agree and disagree with that sentiment that it's like a marriage for you guys on that side Uh, i don't hate that analogy i would say for us though i don't know there's a little less back and forth (laughs) it's generally like there's not enough time for back and forth when you're playing and I feel like marriage right there's a little more back and forth when you're playing it's just like uh, do this go yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so uh, I don't know what that would be like but uh, there's definitely some elements that are, are marriage like yes and I want to hear in seven years how have each of you changed you oh, can give me goodness. on the field off the field all of it just the look at looking back at little rookie Allie and rookie Donovan to now I, so I, this is uh, Donnie and I were, gosh, I think this is after uh, I don't know off season OTAs or something like that. We were both flying back to uh, New York, and he was flying back with his family and Sarai. And I'm telling you, this like I was, no judgment to Donnie, but like I was thinking, you know, Sarai would be chilling with Kayla, like mom would it'd be mommy duty, and Donnie would be doing something else. But I'm telling you, Donnie was looking after Sarai the whole flight. I was like, oh my gosh, like. If you'd told me this like rookie year, I'd say I'd call BS, right? <laughs> like I'm telling you, this dude is family through and through. It's it's kind of awesome to see actually. That is so cool. So yeah. basically, getting to watch him be a dad—that's yeah. that's where you've seen the change and just like the way that he is with his daughter. You're just like, holy cow, this is amazing. Yeah. So like, and not yeah. Again, the dad is like, I mean, yeah, you can be a dad, but not show like be there. And he, this dude is like totally in it, and I, it's awesome to see. So. I think that's kind of cool. If you told me that like rookie year, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool. It's really actually cool to witness. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And have there been anything that's been funny for you watching him become a dad or that you've been hearing about or seeing? 
no, it's just, it's just, I think it's just normal dad stuff, the lack of sleep, that kind of stuff. It's just funny to see him go through it, though. That's great. And how about for you? How have you changed in seven years? Gosh, I don't know. You got to ask Donnie when he gets this on is, the Yeah, show. is this basically you guys can only answer this about each other? <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, hope. I don't know. There's a weird element that wants me to stay the same. Like, hopefully, I've been the same since my rookie year. But then I also want to think that like I've grown and become a better person. <laughs> so I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> they both feel like good and bad yeah, answers. Exactly. If I've stayed the same, I haven't grown. Exactly. But if, but if I've changed, then I'm not yeah, the same person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think of that when you came into the NFL, imagining that seven years later, you would still be playing and you would have won a Super Bowl? What What would that have been like? back then as a rookie, if you could have seen that? Oh my gosh. So it depends when you ask me about rookie year, but I don't think I've, I've talked about this much, but like my, so my rookie year during OTAs, uh, I think I was, was working with the second team, wasn't like, didn't, wasn't like surefire gonna be starting. I mean, I still had to learn the offense and things like that. Um, and I was not very good, <laughs> <laughs> not good. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I'm a second round pick. I'm not very good. Like, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> like, I think they got to keep me for a year. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just had a second round, you know, fix. Got to stick around at least the first year. So maybe they stay, you know, a red shirt year and then we'll see what happens next year. So uh, if you had told me at that point, my career would have been this. I would have said, again, I would have called. No way. Yeah, no, no chance. Okay, so when did you go from, in your mind, being bad, which I'm sure is, you're, I'm sure you're overstating yeah. that, um, from from not as good right. to being good. When would you have said in your mind you felt that shift or that confidence change? Oh, good goodness. So I think, I don't know, it's just sort of a pretty gradual process. I feel like even at this point, like, uh, I wouldn't say that I'm like <laughs> a great player. <laughs> so I think that mentality sort of just stayed, which probably isn't the healthiest, but uh, has uh, worked itself out for me. Just more self-punishment isn't oh, aligned. Oh, God, just, yeah. You guys aren't allowed to ever think you're no. good. No. <laughs> I'll just give Mike Evans great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You'll but give everybody else all this Donovan, credit. great freaking flyer. Yeah. But no, uh, <laughs> hard to give ourselves some credit. It is so funny because I do, I'll always try to ask the question, okay, what are you guys best at? What do you need to work on? And none of y'all ever tell me what you're good at. You always just jump to the, like, what needs to be worked on. And I'm like, this is so interesting. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I I think I was I was I've played including playoffs like or close to like 98 starts or something like that so I've played enough football and still just like uh no you're not good yeah. <laughs> just, someday they're gonna discover is, you don't this, belong yeah there. exactly this is disgusting how can you live with yourself I mean I totally see the appeal of the NFL right now you're yeah. making it sound great we're talking offensive lineman Ali Marpet I, I we talked about the idea of it being a marriage on the the tackle guard pairs um, I also heard Coach Gilbert say that he makes it a competition between the two tackle guard pairs, so you and Donnie versus Kappa and Tristan. Is is that accurate? Is that something that he oh, that he thinks he does, or is that something you guys? No, feel that's too? fair. I think yeah, that totally holds up. Yeah. Yeah. So he says that how does how does that manifest? What does that what does that look like for you guys either in meeting rooms or in the practice field when it becomes a bit of a rivalry between the well, two sides? Well, we get the opportunity for a certain play. So if it's a you know a right handed play or left handed play, the same exact play, but right to left, obviously we want to do it better. Um, so I'm not sure if the numbers back us up or not. <laughs> 
but I like to think that they do. You like to think that you guys are the, are the oh, better yeah, side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Left side's definitely the best side. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, we've talked a lot about you playing next to Donovan, but I would love to hear about playing next to Ryan Jensen because if you if you bring up the idea of Donovan being a wild card, um, I can't even imagine what that means about Jensen. I'm sure they're in very different ways. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, I would love to know um, what that is like to witness him just instigating all the things. It's like the playing next to Donnie Jensen. I mean, they're both. Here's I do actually need this. It's true. They're both very good players. <laughs> so it's different. Like if I was playing next to you know someone who <laughs> wasn't playing at the same level yeah. they are, it'd be, uh, it'd be tough. But like, it's a <laughs> they, they can them, be a wild card because exact, they're, they're playing good. good. Exactly. Yes. So it's like a it's like a good kind of tough. Um, but yeah, it's just chaos out there. <laughs> um, but it, it's fun. Um, it really is. Uh, I think that as long as you have two guys that know what they're doing and play hard, like you'll figure the rest out, like the play style and where they're going to be on certain plays and how aggressive they're going to play this and, and, and certain things like that. So when you hear Jensen starting to do his, his poking at the other team and his instigating, do you find yourself being like, oh, here we go? Like, is, is, can you tell when it's when he's about to have that work? Yeah. No, oh, uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> Most of the time at this, I think it, I, I used to pile on a little bit more. But at this point, I'm just like, uh, just do your thing, dude. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm old and tired yeah, now. You know? <laughs> dude, I'm trying to catch my breath. Like, I don't know how you get the energy for this. Trash talking <laughs> takes air. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we breathe, okay? <laughs> That's so funny. I, and I just, what is it like to watch the other team? Like, when you see it? Because I think about what you said about sympathizing with the other O-line when they have to go against Vita. I would love to know also when you're looking at these defensive linemen against Jensen and what that's like. It's kind of funny. I mean, I feel like um, the the trash talking or the getting under the skin is it's it's funny to me because like don't get me wrong, I get my my tempers can flare at times, but like the, for the most part, it's like it's that's a game. Yeah. Like they're just trying to get you off your game. How do you not see that? <laughs> like Casey, if we were playing something, you could say literally anything to me. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> call me whatever name you want to call me. All right, I'm still gonna do my job. Business, not it's, personal, yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, like, um, I think it's funny when guys get pissed off and, and their you know tempers flare, and it's just it's funny to me. That's amazing. So, what what would you say are Jensen's biggest strengths out there? What what makes him good enough that he can be the wild card? You no, know, so he's like a right right off the rip. Like he's a good football player. Like so, he is str- like I said this. Uh, he's he's strong in like. Like sometimes, like even awkward positions, right? Like he's strong, like outside of his frame, mm. and kind of like can help actually. Uh, and he's uh, he's able to do things at center. And I've I've had the perspective of playing at center. It's like really hard to do. Um, and he's able to do these things very very well. He's able to drive, block, and kick guys moving, uh, and pass, bro. He's he's locked down. I mean, he does. He's really is a good player. And I also would love to hear about your relationship with Alex Kappa because I know he was a rookie coming in and you were already kind of one of the vets at that point. So um, what do you remember about him as a rookie? And of course, everyone comparing you guys, of, oh, look, here are the D3 guys right. and you got one guard on each side, like all the ways that everybody compared you guys. Uh, but then you were the vet, he was the rookie. How did, how did that evolve from that year to where you guys are at now? Uh, Cap and I are close now, obviously. I think that uh, it's funny because his rookie year during OTAs, I was like, oh, this dude is like, taking some clean sets like this dude looks nice like yeah. this dude's lights out 
Uh, Again, unlike how you viewed yourself, rookie yeah, OTs, we'll, you're ready we'll to give everybody about else this credit. Later yeah. about how I can't do that to myself. But yeah, um, we'll, have, we'll have a psychology appointment later. <laughs> yeah, it's worked for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, I'm like, dude, God, it's locking dudes down. It's great. Yeah. And playing pads, and I think his play fell off a little bit, and he'll be the first to tell you that probably uh, in training camp, like his rookie year, he probably wasn't playing at the level that he wanted to play, and. Um, I remember talking, someone was asking me, he's like, what do you think of Cap? I'm like, uh, I don't know why uh, he's not playing better. Like, he looks looks great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, like I think the key that, to Cap's game is, like, there's desire to get better. There's the awareness to get better. There's the awareness about his own game. And that sort of, like, almost intellectual curiosity really lends itself uh, to him and how he's been able to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he's gotten stronger. And so, like, it finally came together now. It's like, oh, that's the cap I knew he could, you know, be. Right. So it's really cool to actually see. That is great. Were you hard on him as a rookie? You gotta ask him. I don't think I, I <laughs> <laughs> of course we don't think of ourselves that hard. Like uh, the, the veterans to me, I feel like I'm easier than everyone to take. Everyone easy. thinks yeah, exactly. they're easier but than if you they had it. Yeah. Trist- <laughs> if you asked Tristan when he was a rookie, yeah, I was hard on him. <laughs> what would he say about why? In what way? Here's the thing. So Trist, I, I <laughs> see what had happened. Was. <laughs> yeah, what had happened was, you no, know, Tristan is playing lights out. I yeah. I'd never seen a rookie play, and it, like in the off, like since I've been playing, uh, any rookie play that well, really. And like everyone's giving him pats on the back. And I'm like, dude, settle down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, someone needs to bring you back down. I mean, he's not someone that's gonna get super inflated ego, yeah. but I still felt the need to be like, all right, take it back, son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So funny. So, what was that like to see him play at that level? I mean, when you, what was the moment you realized last year, like, oh wow, this this guy is ready to come in as a rookie and be a Super Bowl contributor. Yeah, it, I think it goes kind of unnoticed as well. But like him coming in, no, tra- like real training camp, no preseason games, no OTAs, and and <laughs> just locking dudes down. It's just like. <laughs> Uh, it just, I don't know, it doesn't get appreciated for what it was. And uh, he's playing, he plays at such a high level. Just, he is ridiculous. Yeah. Have you imagined if that had been your rookie year last year of what that would have been like? Of A, you're protecting Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. B, you get no, no offseason at all. And you're just thrown in there like, good luck. It probably would have been almost better because, like, <laughs> uh, speaking to uh, the lack of confidence, but I think the first game I was starting was preseason three or whatever, and I played so bad. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so maybe it would have, I think trial by fire was actually pretty good. It's actually me. better yeah. that you don't overthink as much, exactly. you're just thrown just in there. Get it so done. Tristan told us, and I didn't know if you remember this or were aware, that he told us that, um, that Coach Goodwin showed him a clip of. Uh, someone just basically getting a quarterback killed because they missed an assignment. Mm-hmm. And this was right before his first game ever. And he just was like, don't be this guy. And Tristan said he was back there just like sweating through his shirts. Do you re- did you remember this? Uh, that sounds familiar. I definitely know what you're talking about. Uh, I would say that <laughs> it's funny because like as a player, I'm like, uh, I take Goody's approach, right? Like, yeah. I'm probably pretty similar. Like, don't mess up. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what we should be doing is what I'm talking about to all the other guys, you know, building them up, confidence right. and all that stuff. Instead, so. you're just terrifying them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. All right, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Ali Marpet, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. 
Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Ali Marpet. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, so we talked a little bit about rookies and uh, how guys like Cap and Tristan came in. Uh, how about Robert Hainsey? Not a guy that, of course, is being asked to uh, contribute yet, thanks to there being you know a healthy group of guys. And uh, but I'd love to hear your impressions of him coming in. Of a him being asked to potentially switch positions and. Um, just what you've seen of how he has been willing and able to attack something like that and watching him try to learn and grow this year. Yeah, again, uh, to the characteristics that I think I was describing, Cap, that I think are important for good players, right? Like, the, one, the genuine desire to get better. So, like, he, I think he really loves football and wants to get better at it. So, like, you need that. <laughs> uh, and he, yeah. has, he has that, a lot of it. Um, which is great. And I do think he has that sort of intellectual curiosity. And I think that if there's going to be someone to sit back and learn, uh, I think Hainsey's going to be one that uh, benefits from it. Like, I really think that that's going to uh, suit him really well, actually. And as someone who had to switch positions some on the O-line, had to, had to learn to snap, um, how challenging is that of what he's been asked to do in terms of move around and, and learn to snap? and, and just Because ex- I think sometimes fans can just think like, oh, it's O-line, you know. Um, right. But explain the nature of, of that and the challenges of it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, really hard. I think that uh, as a center, right, it all starts with you. Like, I mean, the communication and the play doesn't start without you. So it really is um, getting comfortable in that. And I think that he will have some time if he's, you know, a year or whatever he's got. um, It's just going to make him a better player. And we, we talk about how you've, you've treated rookies, and I love the rookie duties. That's my favorite thing, is rookie duties, especially when it seems to always involve snacks for rooms. And I have seen uh, where we are actually recording. This is right near uh, the O-line meeting room. And I've seen that it seems like decorations are also a part of the rookie duties. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think, <laughs> yes, it's always, it has been since I've been here. So, yeah, you, uh, so you had to decorate the room as a rookie? Oh, yeah. Um, no, I think... Donnie, our room was terrible compared to what these rookies are doing now, though. Um, oh, so you and Donovan just, like, slacked off on, on that job? I think, I think it's a little bit different. I think if you have a guy that's not, like, playing in games, you sort of assume they've got a little more time on oh. their hands. <laughs> so, like, Donnie and I were, like, like I don't know, <laughs> like, playing. We're, we're busy. <laughs> we're busy, okay? We can't have <laughs> time for this. But Hazy, it's like, you got all the time in the world. Make it look oh nice. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, he's just maybe he just takes it on himself to do a good job. Yeah. Donnie and I are just like, eh, it just doesn't really matter. That's amazing. So what was the, what do you remember about what you did for decorating the best, best and worst of, of your decorating attempts? And then so far, what has Hainsey done that's so good? Well, I think the best thing that we did uh, was have Donnie's family come in and help decorate. So like wow. that was the Wow, the smartest y'all thing slacked even done. more. <laughs> yeah, we were playing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's two of you and you still did that and made, you're making Hainsey do it all on his lonesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, but Haynes has got help with Hutch. And, yeah, and anyway, but yeah, he's taken it on himself. He's done a really nice job. Uh, I love this. Yeah. And you guys, and speaking of holidays and the decorating, we have turkey time with the O-line coming up. Uh, tell us about that and what you love about that. Every, I mean, this will be your seventh one to get mm-hmm. to participate in. Yeah, so I could be misspeaking, but I want to say it's 15 years of it, which is really cool, especially that... Uh, you have uh, an event like that that was started by players in a, in a position group that's been carried on. Um, there's always been, you know, 
guys that have been able to show younger guys what, what an awesome event it is. So, like, I think it's just a really cool, unique event. Uh, uh, I think Jeremy Trueblood, David Joseph, those guys kind of started, kicked it off, and the fact that we can keep it going. And unfortunately, we're not able to do it in person, which is a super, uh, which is a bummer for us. But, like, you know, when Trist is able to do it in person and, you know, carry that on, it's really cool. Yeah, and I know that um, just in general, giving back and community work has has been such an important thing to you specifically that you know you've been on the social justice board and you've done the turkey time with the align and a bunch of other um one-off things on your own even so um what are some of your favorite things you've been able to do as a result of being an nfl player when it comes to off the field stuff oh goodness um that's a good question uh i think that one thing that was pretty cool for me actually this off season uh, with Metropolitan Ministries. I'm not sure if, I think like, uh, if I had volunteered to, uh, to uh, volunteered with Metropolitan Ministries, they would, uh, if I wasn't an NFL player, they probably would have uh, put me like anywhere, which is fine, but it was, I had a preference to be with like kids. And so they were able to put me in a classroom, which was pretty cool. And I think the fact that it had the Bucks thing going, like it's cool for the kids to see a Bucks player so to have, uh, spend time with kids like that was that was pretty cool actually. So having the uh, kids be excited about something is really cool. And is that still just crazy to realize that you just showing up somewhere? Yeah. Is like that's that's already a thing that people you, you just being somewhere is a gift to people. Is that an interesting thing to think about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's it's easier for me to accept with kids like <laughs> it's like yeah i mean if i was a kid i think that's super cool now as an adult i'm probably a little more jaded it's like all right that's sick <laughs> um no but uh, i'm sure it helps with you just being a giant human too that just that even if you didn't play football i feel like kids would just be like oh my gosh yeah. it's a giant yeah but even just again they have uh, kids i mean i i don't they were younger so i don't think they realized like i wasn't i'm not like throwing or catching but even throwing or catching the ball <laughs> football with two kids they're like oh i get to play with the NFL play. i don't usually do this you do know? you tell them you're mike evans you know <laughs> yeah i say i know mike evans <laughs> i know mike yes that's yeah. how, that's actually why you're there exactly. is that they heard you knew mike evans exactly. and, and that was what got you the credibility why do you think the community stuff is so important to you i mean why why was that something that from day one you said this is what you really wanted to make sure you did with your time in the nfl um, I feel very strongly that uh, there are people that are struggling uh, through no fault of their own. And if you can, you know, lend a hand or help out and, and show up for people, I think that goes a long way. So um, being in the NFL, it definitely gives you a unique platform. Uh, and so it just uh, sort of, you know, multiplies the impact that you're able to have. We're talking offensive lineman Ali Marpet, and earlier in the show we we debated the if you wanted to say that you'd stayed the same since you got in the NFL, or if you'd wanted to say you you've grown <laughs> and changed. Uh, I know that when it comes to um, fashion, I mm. don't think you've changed. Is that a fair <laughs> statement? I think that holds up. Um, <laughs> it's not a, a, a strong value I hold. I'd say. <laughs> I think if it comes between fashion and like, you know, volunteering in Metropolitan Ministries, I think you've chosen a good value <laughs> right. to have there. Um, has there ever been a time you have been tempted to be someone a little different because of who you're around in the NFL? Or like, and, and if not, why do you think that is true for you that like it doesn't have any impact on who you view yourself as? Gosh. Um, 
Yeah, I think there are some some things that I've definitely, I'm trying to think of, like, where it's like, uh, for instance, a buying car. I bought my first car. Uh, so I've been leasing, and then I, I bought my first car this this year. Doing um, adult things. Yeah, exactly, growing up. <laughs> growing so maybe up, maybe I am changing. Look at that. Um, no, but you see some cars in the locker room, it's like, well, that looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but I think that I stayed true to something that I needed. And, yeah, that uh, you didn't go too crazy. Exactly. But, and yeah, and of course, you're still rocking that, the Hawaiian shirts, even at the ring ceremony when everybody's just fancy as all get out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just not a huge priority. <laughs> you don't think, uh, you know, I, I don't know where it comes from or what it is, but that's the way it's always been. Which I'd love to know uh, now, like with your longtime girlfriend, if you, did you dress up for early dates with her or were you just like, this is who I am, she needs to know this? No, I got a date night fit. Um, you could one. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's now seen it 80,000 yeah. times. No, I've got like a couple different uh, <laughs> couple different fits, but all of them are serviceable. And bless her heart, she's like trying to get me some things that are objectively so much nicer. Like even if it's a nicer Hawaiian or a nicer shirt. Um, she's like, I will ease you Yeah, it's just like, just, just maybe try it. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and... Um, Maybe it's gotten better. I don't know. I guess I think it has gotten better because I don't wear basketball shorts with uh, Hawaiians. Oh, so wow. I think what a I step have up. gotten better. That, yeah. Khaki shorts. Khaki shorts. Yeah, we have improved on that. And now another way, you're a dog dad. So another just, you're, you're having to take care of a, another living thing. I mean, if you thought Donovan wasn't, you didn't know about him as a dad, how did you feel about you being able to take care of a dog? Do you feel good? Yeah, I'm crushing it. I mean, crushing it. <laughs> yeah, you kidding me? So I think, okay, to go back to the original question, I have definitely changed, you know? Um, no, but I love spending time at the dog park. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Uh, has What are the worst things that your dog has done? Like, has he eaten things? Has he destroyed things? Yeah, puppies are just the whole thing. But I, I so I'd done, uh, I'd fostered with the Humane Society, so I'd, I'd done a bunch of litters. When you have a litter of puppies, oh my gosh, it's just mad chaos, <laughs> poop and pee everywhere. I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but yeah, so, and just. And that's just your other alignment helping out. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so having one puppy was much easier. Yeah, I can imagine. And of course you end up with them. You can't foster a dog and think you're not going to end up with it. Well, you No, could have. yeah. So I had done it before. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's first. Yeah, uh, is, you have to foster. know once a girlfriend's in the picture yeah. that then you're keeping this thing. Uh, we're talking offensive lineman, Allie Marpet. Do you uh, ever get recognized in public? Yeah. I think it's, I just I always love actually. hearing how different it is for O-linemen versus some of the other position players. Yeah. Does, it does happen to you? I think after this, this last year, actually, was like, right, so obviously we're getting more primetime games and, and things like that. There's been a, a significant difference. I feel like before uh, last year, it was always like, you look like you play football. <laughs> <laughs> you like, look like someone I should yeah, know exactly. who you are. Now it's like, are you uh, Allie Morfett? Uh, no, but more, I, I'm over in St. Pete, and I feel like there's actually a difference between Tampa and St. Pete, too. St. Pete, uh, less so, I think, than Tampa. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, how about the idea of if you are one of the longest tenured bucks now, um, but then there's also just so many established, successful veterans on right. this team. How has that affected the role you have felt like you needed to play in terms of leadership or um, just who you are in the locker room of weighing all the people that could have that role and where you should be in it? Yeah, I feel very fortunate uh, 
that I've been able to be here as long as I have. I think it's like makes for such a unique NFL experience, right? Most guys, let's look at the average careers, maybe three years, two teams, whatever it is. I just feel so fortunate that I've been able to play with uh, great teammates, great organization. I mean, it's, it's been really special. And um, uh, if I can help young guys along the way and just try and show them how to do the right thing, that's, uh, I think, just makes the... Uh, experience all the better. How have you seen Brady coming in affect the, the team overall, the culture overall, and then maybe even you individually of just what um, his presence has meant after 20 years in the league? Yeah, I'd say it's like, it, it gen, it's genuinely inspiring. I mean, the, the amount of like, uh, the energy and enthusiasm you can put behind something after doing it for, uh, you know, 20 something years. I mean, it's just like insane. Like yeah. I remember I mean, you didn't even get that excited about decorating the O-line room, you know? <laughs> I've never been that excited about anything in my life. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think it was during training camp or something like that. My, I'm like, you know, feeling sorry for myself. Body hurts, all this stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, could just find anything to complain about. <laughs> yeah, Tom's <laughs> uh, doing like a two-minute walkthrough or something like that, which is like, like something he's probably done. Oh, I can't yeah, even exactly. imagine how many times. Like knows exactly what he wants and how he wants it, and just the excitement and energy that he had. I'm like, dude, like, what's what are you on? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, just complain like everybody else for a second. Yeah, just act like a normal human <laughs> yeah, exactly. for once. So it's cool just to see that uh, out of him. Did you see that that seemed to change other people into? Did that make you even feel like you needed a little more pep in your step? Yeah, for two I mean, minutes? So like, dude, if this guy can do it, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could suck it up. <laughs> Although he's not hitting a brick wall in an F-150 quite as yeah, often as you are. Yeah, but he's freaking 60, you know? He's old. <laughs> he's 60. He's old as he Are is. there times you see, like, a generational gap there? Are, there? are there things that he jokes about with that or you guys joke about with him? Um, it's come up. I can't think of a specific uh, uh, instance, but, yeah, all the time, I feel. It's, it, it, it's more prevalent, obviously, with, like, Tristan. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Or are you even having those feelings now of where you're old enough that you start having those things of like, you've never heard of this Kind of, show? yeah. It's, there's there's uh, TikTok trends I'm not too familiar with. Oh, that I well, can't. So I mean, I, I ask, that's not this... an age thing. That's a you've never been a social media fiend. <laughs> no, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's but, yeah. true. Um, uh, yeah. Is Tom, is Tom, Tom's a millennial, right? Yeah, he's a millennial technically, right? Ooh, that would be close. Yeah. It would, it would be close if he is. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll have to see. But that's pretty funny. He might yeah. actually be in a gen I think generation yeah. in some of them. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Ali Marpet, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Ali Marpet. Um, has it felt different for you guys to be the hunted versus the hunter? Have you sensed anything like that in terms of when you go against other teams? Once you won the Super Bowl, did it feel different in terms of the way that teams would be playing you, approaching it, anything like that? Um, you know, I didn't think it would. Um, and then I saw, like, I mean, I saw just like on Instagram or whatever, two um, post-game, like after our, after our losses, the post-game locker room for the other team, like, <laughs> it's like they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and like, uh, so I think that's, that's, that is a difference. I definitely think that we are, uh, uh, you know, marked off on everybody's count, uh, you know, mm-hmm. schedule. 
Yeah. And I mean, lots of primetime, as you mentioned, that that's a, that's been a newer thing in the last couple of years is just how many primetime games you have gotten. You have another one coming up. So Monday Night Football, how does that I know you guys are all such creatures of habit in terms of the way your week plays out, typically each day being the same. So we know Thursday night games are rough with being a super short week. Um, but now when you are going into a Monday night game and then out of a Monday night game, how does that tend to change what you guys do and, and the effect it has? Yeah, um, just we'll be able to get an extra uh, day of work in, uh, practice, meetings, and things like that uh, this week. And then next week, uh, the I, I believe it's just going to be our, you know, our normal Monday will be short, you know, cut down probably. But yeah, so it's, it's just, it doesn't change too much. It's... Uh, it's kind of a pain, but it's not too bad. Yeah. What do you guys remember? I mean, you did just get to play the Giants uh, last year, also in a primetime game, and I remember it was not uh, the best game of the of the season for the team. I know that you guys ended up being able to come out with the win, but it was not one that you were proud of, kind of how that went about. Do you feel like you remember anything that you learned from that Giants matchup? Or I know that it's early in the week in terms of prepping for them this time around, but is there anything you guys remember from that or know just about, about the team so far that you'll already have to be looking at? Well, I think that there could, we can at least uh, learn from even this past Sunday, right? I think that that's probably the more relevant thing for us and uh, the, the sort of focus and attention to detail that we, we're gonna, going to need to be able to play at the level that we want to play. Have you? Do you think it's been a coincidence um, that the struggles of this season have been more on the road, or is there something to that of after not having full stadiums or noise on the road last year, it being more normal? Is, is there... Anything to that of you guys getting all these wins at home and then a few, you know, the losses coming on the road? Gosh, I would think that it's more coincidence. I'd say that there's a small, very, very small uh, factor uh, playing away. Sometimes, you know, communication's a little bit harder. But when you're talking about, uh, you know, a game that's really about being 100% and uh, being as perfect as you can, that all that does make a difference. Yeah, and for you, how <laughs> this is always my favorite question to ask everybody about home games. Did the cannons scare you when you were early on in your career and do they no longer scare you now or do they still startle you? I think I might have scared after the first like couple of games. Uh, like my like my rookie, rookie year. Now I'm like I'm cool. I, it's almost funny to see everybody else you know, jump. Like whoever, whoever the new free agent signing is, it's just like jumps startles them. It's hilarious. <laughs> You're like I'm yeah. a bet. I yeah. know about oh, that. Oh, did you not know about that? Yeah. <laughs> so great the one that gets me is the red zone that because sometimes it's like a one yard run oh yeah the red zone one's when, great that that's yeah that's, gets the, me no, still. that's the one that gets seven everyone. years in and it's still getting me yeah um and then of course the other most important question uh are you still playing the ukulele and where are you at in terms of your skill level on that gosh i think i'm still beginner status well uh, now that we've heard how you evaluate your football game i mean i don't know that <laughs> this really means yeah a i'm lot. actually a beginner when it comes to football too so yeah. <laughs> um no, actually, I've, I, I haven't been playing enough. Uh, I actually just printed out some songs. I don't know. I, it's so hard to, like, memorize songs, you know? It's just, like, I feel like I just want to have, like, four that I just got down. Yes. And even that, it's just, like, uh, I just want to. Yeah, I'd rather just learn new songs. <laughs> My hope is that someday you are playing the national anthem before the game on the ukulele. Uh, keep hoping. I don't think that'll <laughs> ever happen. And I'm okay with that not happening. <laughs> But That's, I love that for you. Yeah, 
that's a that's a my dream, not a not an yeah, LA dream. That's not a my dream. I'll sad I'll, I'll I'll go with that. And then we talked about turkey time, the O line coming up for you, Thanksgiving foods. I mean we when you know the O line is the the experts on on this here. Tell me your go to Thanksgiving foods, what has to be there? What a great holiday. Um, <laughs> it's all about eating. Can't imagine why you're a fan. <laughs> and the and the gratitude and all that. And, and that, you know, sure, service. Sure. Um, but I would say stuffing undoubtedly is the number one. Yeah. Um, easy peasy. Do you provide any of the food? Do you do you cook anything, Gosh. or are you more of the consumer in this so situation? I, <laughs> I demand this. No, <laughs> um, uh, it's usually one of my brothers that handles most of the cooking for my uh, Thanksgiving dinner. I think we'll probably end up having like fifteen people. But right this year, there is a Google Doc. Uh, everyone's got their own dish with their, my sister, uh, set it all up, organizing. Uh, so everyone's got a dish. Mine has yet to be determined. I think uh, I'm not going to be cooking. I think I'm going to be picking up, if I can, uh, sweet potato casserole from Roots Chris. Amazing. Um, but at least I'm contributing. <laughs> <laughs> That is incredible. What is it? Well, Allie, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast, and it's definitely been too long since we'd had you on here. Yeah, what a treat. What a treat. Thank you so much, and thanks all of you guys for listening on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.